everybody. This is Ashley. This is Karen. And this is The Musicals. How are you today, Karen? I am doing very well. Uh, spring has shown up in Iowa and then it went away and then I think it's coming back. Um, I don't know. It snowed yesterday. Yes, it was not fun. Like all these beautiful cherry blossom buds were covered with snow. And so now I'm afraid the cherry blossoms aren't going to uh, bloom. But the snow on the redbud trees was actually really, really pretty. Yeah, I'd never seen anything like that before. So, huh. yeah, I'm just ready to be done with winter. Sorry, I'm distracted. There's Canadian geese on my neighbor's roof. Is that where Canadian geese usually sit? No, but they may be tired from their journey and they're resting. <laughs> <laughs> I like to make up stories about wildlife. Okay, do you give them names too? No, I don't give them names. Then it makes it too personal. Um, I just like to have a narrative about them, which actually segues really well into the Velveteen Rabbit because you don't actually, talk about imagination. You are right. You are right. So we saw the Velveteen Rabbit this past weekend, opening yes. weekends. Yeah, we saw it separately, though. We do have to say that I had originally planned on going with you and your family, but then I had a scheduling conflict. So I ended up going to the matinee on Sunday and there were gobs of kids there like a lot of like uh kid parties it looked like like it seemed like there was like it would be like a mom with a kid and her friends you know the kids friends or like two moms and like a whole mess of kids so there were like little kid parties is what I call them I'm not a parent I have no idea what they call them play dates play dates outings sure. oh but they are really seeing a play so it is technically a play date. Look at your wordplay there. All right. I'm full of it today. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear that there were a lot of kids there. Um, we went opening night Friday evening, and there were some children there. Um, yeah. But I wouldn't say gobs of children. Okay. Um, no, this was definitely the children's show. Yeah. And opening night's at 7 p.m. So that butts up to bedtime for some kids. My kids yeah. are kind of on the older side at this point. My youngest is five, my oldest is eight. So we can we can venture into nine, nine thirty without any issues. So yeah. Yeah. that's why we went that night. Um, and I actually found out um, that night that they have booster seats for children, which is really nice. I saw that and I thought that was super cute because the uh, family in front of me, the mom asked uh, both her daughters if they wanted a booster kit seat. And the older one was like, no, I don't, you know? Too and cool. uh, then the younger one kind of shyly nodded and said, yeah. So because the mom was saying, you'll be able to see better. So, yeah. 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 Where, where were you in the house? Were you in the middle? Um, no, I was on the side. I was on the edge uh, because I was sitting by myself. I liked where I was at. And um, uh, kind of before the break, you know how you have like what I call the floor and then the stadium yep. seating. I was yep. at towards the back of the floor seating. Okay, we were kind of the middle of the floor seating, near the middle, I would say. Okay. Um, so we had good seats, but um, Velveteen Rabbit, I s vaguely remembered the story from a kid, but it's been a long time. Uh -huh. This was For kind of too. a little trip down memory lane, I guess. So the play itself was based off the book by Marjorie Williams. So it's an older book and it Sets, it takes place in Britain in 1918 and 1939. And um, I mean, as an adult, I could place it, but I think uh -huh. the kids obviously could not. Um, I also wondered, so some of the, some of the verbiage, some of the dialogue is kind yeah. of old timey. 
Yes. Like kind of a throwback to that time in that era. And I wondered if that would trip my kids up, but it didn't seem to. Yeah. I think they still figured out what they were saying, even though they were using words that are not in their vocabulary. Well, also not only old timey, but to me, I thought like quintessentially English. Mm hmm. Um, if you wanted to ruin it, which I'll just say these things and I don't, I don't prescribe to this, but like, um, if you wanted to ruin the Velveteen Rabbit, you would say, oh, it's, it's such an example of like how classist that time was, you know, because there is a nanny, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I think just enjoy it for what it is and chalk it up to a reflection of the time and call it good. Yeah. Um, my children were a little confused too because they were like, they have a whole library. And I'm like, did you not hear the list of all the rooms that they had in the house? Yes. Yeah. Because um, they were also confused why she had a nanny and no apparent parents. So uh -huh. we had to have a discussion about class in uh, yeah. England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was kind of funny that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you want to run down the cast real fast? Yes. Um, I was, can I say I was super stressed during the performance because I wanted, uh, I wanted the cast to do well because they're all young actors and actresses. And I wanted the kids to, in the audience to enjoy it. Like I didn't want somebody to be traumatized by like something coming alive. So I was super stressed through the whole thing. Oh, Just no. so you know. Well, yeah, no, in a good way. I mean, in a good way, because I wanted everybody to succeed, you know? Okay. So, yeah. That's kind of funny. I was less stressed, I think, and I had children with me who I wanted to enjoy the play very much. Okay, yeah. Um, But I don't think I was that stressed. Oh, well, I, I don't know why. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. So there were um, several young people in the cast. So the rabbit, yeah. the child, and then two ensemble actors were played um, by youth. So Corley Blackford was the rabbit. Mm -hmm. She's a freshman and she's had a lot of um, acting experience in a bunch of different um, productions kind of around you the You have metro. a different playbill than I do. Mine must be the kids playbill. Oh, you do know from the kids playbill. Because yeah. mine just talks about what their favorite stuffed animal was. Yes, that is the kids playbill. Karen. Oh, oops. Okay. it's okay but I really enjoy that they have a kids playbill because it's different and it's geared towards the children so they have a they, word find yeah there was a word find my kids loved um they and there was like an area where you could like do something with your imagination and draw something but they always ask the cast like a question that relates to the show that kids would enjoy oh, so okay. that's what you're looking at that's why you're seeing oh, what your favorite okay. animal is so the gotcha. playbill, so there's two and the, the normal playbill, quote unquote, the adult version is yeah. um, coupled with the Enchanted Evening playbill. Oh, um, okay. Yep. Gotcha. Also available on the website and also available when you scan and walk in the door. Okay. Excellent. Um, so Finley Snavely was the child, which my children were upset that she did not have a name. Um, they wanted to oh. know what her name was. Um, uh -huh. And she was in the Playhouse last year in Tinkerbell. So we saw her there. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she's an eighth grader in Waukee. Ella Frost um, was one of the ensemble actors. And I actually remember her. She's, she's a redhead, so I remembered her. Um, she was in Tinkerbell last year as well. And was one of my children's favorite actors last year as Tinkerbell, yeah. or in Tinkerbell. Yeah, as one of the twins. 
Um, and then, so she uh, doesn't say her age. Oh, sixth grader. And then Ava okay. Gifford is an eighth grader from Ankeny. And this was her Playhouse debut, but she's done some at the Ankeny Community Theater as well. So I thought it was interesting that all of the child or the younger actors all had quite a bit of experience, I would say. And I thought they yeah. did a really good job. I did. I thought they did a really good job. I thought they had uh, good chemistry. I especially like the ensemble actors acting as the rabbits and doing their take on the English posh accents. I thought that was just precious. I thought like, they did a good job. I did too. I thought I thought it was so precious and like them saying old chap. I, I thought that was the cutest thing. <laughs> yes. Um, the other scene that I really enjoyed was when the rabbit and the girl fought you know, just before she leaves it out yeah. in the rain. Yeah. And I thought they had really good chemistry for that. Um, I enjoyed that scene very much. And I thought the way the girl threw her temper tantrum was very age appropriate. Yeah. Um, it was kind of like you aren't quite sure what's going on. And the rabbit as well, like responding in a I'm not a live human being way as well, too. Yeah. I thought they had I thought they had really good interaction. There was a naivete of the rabbit that was kind of interesting and it kind of yes. evolved as it went through but um it kind of set my mindset back a little bit to what how a child thinks and how uh -huh. perhaps how perhaps a stuffed animal would think because I yeah. mean the experience there is, is is none right and so she kind of evolves through the show right to get some yeah. feelings and things like that. Yeah um rounding out the cast michael howland was on the ensemble he mike i will always remember him as a captain hook in tinkerbell yeah. that we saw last year <laughs> but he was also in Stuart little i think he's a pretty regular um okay. and so he was the guy who played the horse um, oh okay yep yep and then oliver thurn was the ensemble as well um and he's done quite a few playhouse performances as well um i thought it was interesting he was the gentleman who played a bunch of different roles i guess like he would be the mouse and then he would be the lion yes you so know, he was he would... the wind up mouse and then the lion when the lion first came out i didn't know what the lion was with its headdress because it was a wooden headdress yes um, so that was a little uh, different, but I did enjoy the variety of toys, like there was a ship um, and uh, whatnot, because it was uh, representative and is, I can't remember in the book what the characters were, like what, so I can't remember any of it. Um, I but know. I did like that there were, you know, the difference between soft toys and wind up toys and, mm -hmm. you know, wood toys. Right. Well, and as the child aged, yeah, you know, she got rid of those little trinkety type toys. Yeah. And yeah. kept what we call a lovey, the one that yes. was near and dear to her. Yeah. Yeah. Um there was also Caroline Johnson. She was the Nana. So this uh -huh. was her playhouse debut. And I thought she did a really good job. Um, every time she was on stage. I I don't know how I felt about the fact that the adults were always over in the corner and not directly interacting with the child. Um, I was going to say, I actually liked that. 
Okay, tell me um, why. Because I, I felt like then it gave the stage to the children. Because I feel like if you put the children um, on the same, like, uh, I'm thinking of it like space-wise and stature, purely stature, mm -hmm. because they were little, you know, in like shortened height. And if you had an adult over there, like the adult is going to steal the space. Okay. So I liked that they were kept off to the side and then the set was left as is in terms of like, this is the bedroom or this is the uh, library, etc. So I like that they were off. Um, one scene that I enjoyed was when she's supposedly uh, twisting the girl's ear, the child's ear. Yeah. And you can see, you know, the young lady holding a ear and then Nana's like supposedly twisting it and stuff like that. So I actually enjoyed that because I felt like how many times as a child you have just been audience to like adult conversations, especially the interaction between the doctor and Nana, them yeah. having an adult conversation to the side where you're like, living your life and then adults are just doing whatever around you and you have no say yeah that's true the so other thing I, I was I like them. the other thing I was thinking of with them being up in the corner was that they were not privy to the imagination that was happening oh true yeah so a lot of times when she came on stage there was action happening in the toys uh-huh and I kind of felt that her removal being in the corner showed that she didn't understand what was going on in the playroom yep yep right yeah she was removed from it so i i sort of got it from that angle too i guess i was just trying to decide i i think the part where i felt it most awkward was when she kept trying to see at the end when she was sick she would put her hand out to touch her forehead to see oh uh-huh and it took me a minute to connect those dots but oh sure yeah i was able to do that and so were my yeah. children so if my kids could do it then it's fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Carissa Hamill uh, was the director of this, and Pilar Berg was the stage manager. Okay. And Carrie Lee was the assistant stage manager. And I, we kind of skip over a lot of the um, supporting people, I think, sometimes. And I just kind of want to give a shout out to Angela Lampy because she's the costume designer and she's oh. been the costume designer for like everything mm -hmm. in the playhouse. I think mm -hmm. she does a really good job. <laughs> I agree. And I don't know. I We had talked with Katie about this. How do you make the Velveteen Rabbit real? Yeah. And how do you show the age and wear of the rabbit yeah. as the, the play goes on? And I think they did a really good job of that in the costuming. I thought so too. Uh, putting the sawdust in the pocket and having her pull it out every now and then, I thought that was very smart. I thought that was, um, especially for it being a children's show, at some point you do have to take into account beyond imagination, you know? Right. Uh, so I, I like that. Uh, kudos to uh, the young lady doing a costume change on stage behind the trunk. Yes. Uh, that I that I thought was really good. I enjoyed the little rabbits costumes as well too, like the wild rabbits. I like that distinction of uh, them being more nature looking and yeah. their ears being brown than, yes. you know, the velveteen rabbits. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the velveteen rabbit, her costume, it, it was interesting. So it was kind of a dress that went exactly to the floor for her. So yes. when she was not alive and like yeah. playing with her girl, then that yep. was exactly her height and she could fall over a lot. Yeah. 
But yep. then when the girl was playing with her, she could get up and run around. So right. you could you could tell just by that simple action of her being on her knees or yep. being standing what kind of phase she was in yeah. in relation to the child and the imagination. So I thought that was really clever. Actually. I thought so too. I, I agree with that. I thought that was a pretty clever uh, technique as well too. Yeah, and, and her then, poor ears got all floppy and her dress got all torn. Yes. Yep, yeah. Like they were age appropriate costumes. Yes. That's another thing I enjoyed as well too. Yep. Um, they also use the stage. So they're sharing a stage with some Enchanted Evening and they had mm -hmm. that ramp that kind of goes up and around and it worked really uh -huh. well. Yeah. I mean, the kids, when they were playing, it was a good way to get them up and seen. Right. Um, and it was also kind of, it showed that they were having fun. They were going up and down the hill and they were running yeah. around. And yeah. the rabbits on the hill were really cute as well. So I thought that was a really good way to incorporate that stage for both. So I think they're doing a really good job. And I don't think rep is necessarily negative for them. I think they're really kind of. No, not at all. I think it's worked building. out really well. And I like uh, for the fact that then we get to go to back to back shows. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Um, um, can we talk also about, I didn't like remember any of this with how much literary references there are in the play. Um, yeah. I love that. Like I uh, thought that was great because uh, I'm a reader and the whole idea of like where imagination comes from being coming from books, etc. Loved it. Yeah, it brought it brought the adult audience in, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a, a, a lot of it happened in the library scene, yeah. which was super funny my kids yes. giggled and laughed through the whole thing so there's yeah. these two busts that are basically puppets and um they're just full of puns and they're singing things and it's really funny to just watch a bust move yep i thought the uh, puppeteers in that did a really, really great job and my kids just thought that was hilarious yeah. um we it mention the busts are of shakespeare and mozart yes sorry yeah yeah so um it was really funny because the mozart one was singing the whole time and the shakespeare one was doing shakespeare lines and yeah it was funny it was really funny um the library scene is the first place i believe we see the big scary monster jabberwocky thing too yes yep and the second it came out i was like oh no my child is not going to sleep tonight yeah uh, i was worried about it because it's very big it's very yes. big and it has like glowing eyes. So uh -huh. if you have a kid who's like petrified of monsters, beware. I have a yeah. child who doesn't sleep well and she had no problem with it at all. And my youngest was like, it's just a man with a costume on. You could <laughs> see, it was kind of on top of his head. So you uh -huh. can see his whole body. Yeah. Um, and I think that was, I mean, I don't know if that was a choice to leave him sort of out and have this on top of him. But it really worked for my kids because they weren't scared of it then. They understood right. that it was scary, but it wasn't scary yeah. to them. Yeah. So um, I actually the, appreciated that. The other thing is, I think the monster only had one eye, right? Wasn't mm -hmm. it just one eye that hung over its head? From my angle, I thought it was just one, but maybe it wasn't. I think but the I felt like head kind of hung over. Okay. Because I felt like it was what they did well was they built it such that it was like so out there you couldn't think it would be a real monster you know what i mean like it wasn't like 
people looking like somebody was going to grab you from the dark. That's always was my fear as a child. I was more fearful of like things that look like people. Oh, I was like, not. I'm more of okay. fear. I'm more afraid of the unknown. So if it's a monster I've never seen before, then how did I not know about it? And there's probably a million more that I don't know about. Okay. <laughs> but maybe that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> but I will, like I said, my kids were not scared of it, but I yeah. just wanted to throw in that word of caution. If you have a kid who is very, very petrified of glowing eyes or something, I don't know, yeah. but it was short and they defeated the monster. So it was exciting. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. The other thing you were talking about imagination and I don't know if this reflects on my parenting or what, but I feel like the imagination of that child far exceeds the imagination of my children. Um, and I don't know if it's the time, like there's TV now and there's playdates and she's not living in the countryside by herself and has to come up with these things. But my eight-year-old does not imagine like that anymore. My five-year-old will. And I interviewed her. I'll plug it in here. Um, but she, she'll have a tea party with her stuffies. And they have parties when she's sleeping and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if it's an age out of it or if it's just kind of a reflection of different times in childhood. I'm not sure. Um, so my imagination was... Uh... I don't want to say pretty limited, but then that I feel like I'm like selling myself short. It was definitely rooted in reality, if that makes any sense. That's just who I am. So when I say reading and imagination, it wasn't so much um, imagination as in I'm going to conjure this up. Reading just opened the doors for me to be able to uh, learn new things. That's that's the way I would say it. In terms of uh, creating narratives of uh, Canadian geese sitting on the roof. Um, I, or again, that was always like rooted in reality. I never had an imaginary friend. That's what I should say. Never had an imaginary friend. So even my imagination was always very rooted in reality. So I don't know if I would have been like the little girl, like I would have played with the rabbit mm -hmm. and whatnot, but I don't think I would have had like beyond the fact that she was a stuffed rabbit and she was something I could control sure. and knowing that I was the one who provided the bones of it if that yeah sense. yeah and I think I probably overanalyzed too while I was watching because she's reading these books so I'm like well uh -huh. she must be older but yet yeah she still has this stuffed rabbit and I mean as I aged my stuffed rabbit became more of a I'm sleeping with it for comfort uh -huh. rather than it's a play it's a yep. playtime friend yeah. um but again I also didn't live in the countryside in the early 1900s and needed right. that sort of stimulation so yeah. I don't know with only just, a nanny yeah yeah no siblings so it just kind of made me think took me back a little bit yeah. um and then made me feel like I'm not making my children be bored enough in their lives <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing cooking shows in the um, sandbox a lot. We did that a lot. Okay. Yeah. And I, I grew up on a farm, so we played a lot with, you know, the cats and made them be our students at school or whatever. And sure. I guess my children play school a lot. So maybe they're my, not as good as I think. Um, my sister and I used to play, but there was eight years difference between us. So it pretty much translated to her just being the boss of me. That sounds right. So. 
Yeah, but again, that was like, but that again was very rooted in reality. You know, we didn't make up characters, I don't think. A little playbill note, um, if you open up the grown-up version, Karen, not the kids version, mm-hmm. um, Katie actually, Katie Merriman, the artistic director, actually interviewed the playwright, Patrick Flynn. Whoa! So, yeah, check it out. There's some uh, interesting things in there. So he wrote um, this version of Velveteen Rabbit. He also did Tinkerbell, which she did last, which the Playhouse did last year. So. Okay. Um, that was kind of what drew her to this new, because I think it's a relatively new um, play or rendition mm-hmm. of this play. So yeah, you should check it out, Karen. I think you would like it. It kind of okay. talks about some of the things that we talked about and um, how to bring, in, bring to life inanimate toys that would work for the stage. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's a quote um, that she asked him about, and it's, Skin Horse tells the Velveteen Rabbit, real isn't how you're made, it's a thing that happens to you. And so I had read this in advance. And so when I heard him say that on the on the stage, I kind of honed in on that because it's a it's an interesting take, right? Yeah. It's an interesting yeah. turn of phrase. So anyway, it was a little there's a little interview in there and it's pretty interesting. So you might okay. want to check that out. Okay. Yeah, I downloaded the correct copy. I will still do the word find though. Hey, my kids loved it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else on this one, Karen? Uh, no, I uh, I think adults, I went as an adult saying it, I don't have children and I enjoyed it. So uh, don't think of it just as a children's play. It is um, has plenty of adult content. You will be well entertained. The actors and actresses do a great job. Support these young people um, because uh, they need the encouragement, uh, mm-hmm. especially they've had a crap year. And so uh, support them by going and seeing the show. Yeah. And like I said, I think I think it was a really um, well-rounded cast. I think yes. a lot of strong performers. I think the, the children did an excellent job. I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, So Velveteen Rabbit only has one more week. It is playing April 30th through May 2nd. Okay. Um, And then for those times would be 7 p.m. on Fridays, 1 p.m. on Saturday, Sunday. Okay. And it's it's pretty short. Um, I think they said 45 minutes online here. It says 60 minutes, but it's it's right in an hour or a little under yeah it's uh yeah i clocked it at about it it runs about 55 minutes is what my performance ran okay and then um you can also do the video on demand as well so that's available if you are not comfortable going to the theater or if you just want to watch it at home because it works better for your schedule Um, um did your kids enjoy seeing other kids yes okay so that's another thing i think that's good Yeah, that's always exciting. Um, They always enjoy seeing other kids because, uh, I mean, the word representation gets thrown around, but it's something I know, right? Yeah, right. So as kids, I think they're pretty limited to knowing what is available to them Mm because it's whatever grownups introduce them to, right? Right. They don't know about something until a grownup shows it to them. So um, I think they get excited about it because it's a way to play dress up. It's a way to be pretending um but they really did enjoy seeing the kids and 
So we went to Tinkerbell last year and what they normally do after a performance is all of the cast comes out and they sign the back of that kids program. Oh, okay. And so kids get to talk to the cast members okay. and it seems like a simple thing, but I, kids love it. It's just a really great way to show them that they're real people and it's yep. something that they can do and they can interact with these and they can play pretend as grownups or as other kids. And so they obviously didn't do that um, because of COVID, but I'm looking right. forward to when they start doing that again, because my children, like, they love their autographed Tinkerbell. They still have it. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So I would say if you have kids, go. Karen says, if you don't have kids, go. Yes. <laughs> it was a, it was an enjoyable evening. Even my husband went and he enjoyed himself and he's Good. kind of a curmudgeon when it comes to a lot of artsy things. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. Can you remind everybody what your name is and how old you are? And you're five. And what show did we go see the other day? Um, the Velveteen Rabbit. Did we watch it at our house or did we go to the theater? Yeah. yeah. Did you like going to the theater? Mm-hmm. What was the best part of going to the theater? Um, that was the bunny kitty walk. He was kind of funny because he was like. What the listeners can't see is Abby falling over. <laughs> yeah. The bunny wasn't real, was he? Or was she? No. But so I she... liked Fiona when she said, and when she was a grown-up. Yeah, you liked the owner when she was a grown-up? Mm-hmm. Who was your favorite character in the Velveteen Rabbit? Um, let's say the, the dragon and the um, rabbit. And the person. The dragon, the rabbit, and the person? You mean the little girl? Yeah. You know what I should have asked you first, Abby? What? Do you have a stuffy that is your very favorite? No, I love all of them. You love all of your stuffies? Mm -hmm. You couldn't pick one that is your most loved? Mm -hmm. No? Is it fun to play pretend with them? Mm -hmm. I think that you do a really good job of playing pretend with all your stuffies. Yeah. Because you're always telling me what they're saying. They have a lot of parties at night, don't they? Yeah. What do they do at their parties? Um, they eat some popcorn. There's a movie theater there. They watch whatever they want to. And, uh, and people don't walk there. Um, there's like a machine that gets everything ready. And that way everybody can have fun. And I hear them under my bed. Okay. They have a little tunnel slide to get down there. Okay. So if we talk about the show that we saw a little bit more, um, what was your favorite part? Um, when, um, the end. Why was the end your favorite? It was, it was cool how that bunny changed right behind that box. Yeah? She turned into a real rabbit, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder how she did that behind the box. It was magic, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. She did a really good job. Mm -hmm. Was it kind of fun to see kids on the stage, too? Yeah. Because they weren't all grown-ups, were they? Mm. No. Did the kids do a good job? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Were there any funny parts? 
Yeah. What was funny? When um the statues talk. I thought that was really funny too. Were there any scary parts? Um yeah. What was scary? Um that dragon. Yeah. He was kind of scary, wasn't he? Uh-huh. But what did you tell me to make him less scary? Do you remember? You told me it was just a person, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that made him less scary. Uh-huh. He's just a person because I can see his body, like his legs and belly and stuff. Yeah. Did you like the story of the Velveteen Rabbit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it a good story? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you love your stuffies the same way that little girl loved her stuffies? Yeah. Yeah. Do you hope that one day they'll become real? Yeah. You think so? Do you think that you'll always love your stuffies always and always, even when you're grown up? Mm-hmm. You think so? Mm-hmm. That'll be nice, won't it? Mm-hmm. I still have one of my stuffies, don't I? Yeah. Who's my stuffy? Bunny. Bunny. And where does Bunny sleep? In your bed. Does Bunny sleep in my bed, or do you, do you steal Bunny? I steal Bunny, but now I gave it back. That was nice of you. What do you think? Is it a good show for kids to go see, or no? Yeah. Yeah? And you'd tell other people to go? Mm-hmm. But you thought it was good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you for going with me. I had a really fun time. Okay. All right, Karen. Well, we won't be back next week. Um, but we'll be back in two weeks. Do you have any idea what we're going to do in two weeks? Uh, no, I don't. Um, we'll I was the one who suggested the last product, like to watch the producers. So okay. I'm open to anything. We can regroup offline and figure it out. Let's do that. And then okay. I don't know if you remember, Karen, but soon in a couple weeks, we're going to go on our Civic Center tour. So that's very exciting. Um, yes, that is very exciting. And again, I will say this again. I am very afraid for the person giving us the tour. Because <laughs> it's going to start with, hi, what's your name? My name's Karen. What's your name? So. <laughs> hi, can we be best friends? Yes, Tell me exactly. everything you know. Will you show us the secrets that you don't usually show the other people? Yes, yeah. What plays are coming? Do you have some secret inside information? When are we going to be rescheduled? Oh, dear. So So many questions, Karen. So many. Yes, indeed. (laughs) All right. Well, you have a good rest of your day. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. Hi there. Just wanted to take a quick moment to ask you to subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you're listening. Rate us and review us, and that helps other listeners find us and also lets us know what it is you like about our podcast. Find us on Facebook at Demusicals or email us at desmusicals at gmail.com. Tell us what you think about the shows that we've reviewed or recommend a show for us to watch, and we'd be happy um, to take your input. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Bye. Bye.